Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Welcome to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal, where our goal is to change the way you practice dentistry by helping you achieve clinical, financial, and personal balance. Now, here's your host, T-Bone. Good morning, or good afternoon, or good I, mean, I don't know. It could All be, kinds of days. It times. could be any time, but uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, and this week, uh, I have what I think is going to be a great episode that I hope none of you ever have to learn from or actually do. Uh, but I have Dr. Brett Wells here. He's with uh, Wells Family Dentistry slash Downtown Dental slash Dental HQ. Brett, can you have any more possible businesses that I'm missing? <laughs> Do you have any other names for your businesses? I did have a restaurant back in the day, and we can talk about why not never to do that. But <laughs> I could tell you all yeah, about that yeah. if you want. So, uh, so uh, Dr. Brett Wells, Brett, thanks for coming out. Oh, we can't do oh, yeah. that. Yeah. Shit. Isn't COVID, I think COVID's over. It is. It is. It, or, you, half, or is it halftime? Listen, you can't go to restaurants. <laughs> Okay, you have to separate there. Yeah. But if you want to protest peacefully, you yes. can get as close as you want. Thank you. If you want to, if you want to throw <laughs> shit into people's buildings, mm-hmm. you can get as close as you want. We'll get there. But otherwise, uh, uh, it's still it's, it's still, still there. Here. It's still yeah. there. And I think you you would definitely agree that it's still there. Unfortunately, I very much am aware of how there it still is. Yeah. Yes. So let me kind of give you guys a heads up on what we're going to talk about in this week's episode. Uh, so I've asked Brett on, we're going to do two parts, uh, but the first part, obviously, that you're listening to now is going to be focused on uh, his four practices uh, dealing with COVID, and I'm not, I'm, I don't want to beat COVID to death, okay? So we're not going to spend so much time on COVID, but what I do think that's important on the COVID that we will talk about is dealing with a COVID-positive patient, mm-hmm. okay? Employee. Empo- I'm sorry, COVID-positive employee, mm-hmm. what that means, what you got to do, because Brett has dealt with that, and so I, I'm looking to glean some stuff from there. Uh, and then I want to personally talk about dealing with um, Peaceful protests that turn not so peaceful and what happens when you have a dental practice in that area and kind of how you mentally deal with that and all of those things. Does that sound like a good episode, Brett? I think we got a lot to talk about. (laughs) Okay. Well, we got four minutes. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. All right. So why don't we turn it over to Brett. And so Brett, tell us about yourself, uh, you know, briefly, because we'll get into a much deeper dive into who you are in our next episode. Yeah, so I'm a dentist from Raleigh, North Carolina, (laughs) just like UT Bone, and, uh, you know, I went to University of North Carolina, did a residency down in Florida for a year, came back, opened up my first practice up in North Raleigh. I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I'm a dentist by trade, Mm -hmm. Um, and I, uh, you know, um, did the first one back in about 12 years ago, did Downtown Dental Mm -hmm. 2013, one of the first businesses to open up back in the heart of Downtown Raleigh. Uh, We did one up in North Raleigh a couple years ago, and then... Uh, we just acquired one down in Wilmington in December, which was just great timing. So. <laughs> well, it's not bad timing. Yeah. It's just not great. <laughs> yeah. So. so, All right. So you've got multiple offices. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's kind of dive in. Um, so talk to me. So we all, we've all dealt with COVID. Okay. Yeah. So now we've dealt with it and most of our listeners and most of my friends are all solo practice owners. Yeah. You know, maybe they have an associate or a partner, but they're a single building. Uh, how many employees do you have between all, all your offices? We have close to 40. So 40. Yeah. So that's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to deal with 40 people. We have uh, 32 now between me and my wife's office. Yeah. So, so you so. have a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't think we have 40 now. I think we've dipped a bit. Well, that's, that's a given. <laughs> yeah. So when this happened, what was your first thought? And what went through your head in all of that? You know, uh, in terms of COVID, so so I remember, 
I remember going back to like January, right? And my rep from Benko was like, mm-hmm. hey, we're starting to have a tough time getting masks. Like kind of already back then. Yeah, yeah. it was January. He right. said, you know, they're coming from China. We're having a tough time. Kind of be aware. So we kind of tried to not stockpile, but we, we made sure we had reserves. And I was so freaking out. Like, man, if we run out of masks, we're going to have to shut down for a week. Like how week. terrible <laughs> would it be if we had to shut down for a week or two because we ran out of masks? So we got all these masks and then it just kept, it was like a avalanche or snowball. Yeah. It just kind of progressed. And then I remember it was like a Monday night. It was like a weekend. It was starting to get mm-hmm. bad in the country. The NBA had canceled that right. Thursday. I think that was the first thing. It was thing. March 16th. Yeah. 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 And then it got to be the weekend. I was like, are we going to be at work next week? Yeah. And I was like, until somebody tells me or recommends not to not oh. to do dentistry, I'm doing dentistry. And that was the message I gave my team. And then, How did your team respond to that? Uh, at that time, I didn't have any pushback. We had all the masks. They mm-hmm. had all the protective equipment. It was still relatively a small thing in Raleigh. Sure. Uh, won a ton of cases. Um, and so went to work on Monday. I think it was Monday night where we got the recommendation from the, the ADA. ADA. And I, you know, I have a lot of colleagues who work the rest of the week, but for me, I sat there and I said, well, if I'm open tomorrow and if tomorrow a COVID case comes in and I've got the ADA telling me they yeah. recommend we're not open, I was like, we're, we're closing immediately. Okay. So, so you didn't hesitate. I did not hesitate. I pulled the trigger. Some of my employees were, I think, a little bit upset that we didn't give them a little more notice. But yeah. what I did was I gave everybody five PTO days, right. just free. And I said, mm-hmm. look, I don't know what's going on, really, but I know we need to shut down. So here's five days of yeah. PTO. And to kind of you know, to rewind things a little bit, this was before we had uh, you know, the CARES Act, before yeah. we had supercharged mm-hmm. unemployment. You know, at this point, we really didn't know. We just thought it was right. going to be... Who knows? And we didn't know how long it was going to be either. You know, we may have thought it's going to be a couple of weeks or might be forever. We we just didn't know it. That was the terrifying part. Yeah. 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 So what went through your head? So as we were closing, um, what went through my head was, you know, how do we continue? We continue to see emergency care. So we took our three locations in the triangle and took it down to one location. How'd your patients respond to that? Um, Because they're not super close. We had, uh, the patients were actually very happy that we were okay. open for emergencies. Right. Now, some of them were, at that first week, were a little irritated. We yeah. canceled the I had appointments. some people yell at me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, wh- what do you do? Yeah. It's like, sorry, sorry man. Yeah. You know? They still haven't apologized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're trying to keep you safe, but uh, yeah, there were, some of them were upset. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I did weekly kind of this uh, okay. to my team and kind of gave them updates and we're like, you know, here's why we're making the decisions. So you kept communication open. And, and you know, for me, I'm sure you agree. Mm-hmm. You're a great leader yourself. But for me, this whole crisis, the COVID crisis has been a crisis of leadership, mm-hmm. right? You know, if you communicated well with your team, if you gave well-defined action plans and plans how to return to work, you generally had your team very happy and excited to come back to work, or maybe not excited, but a lot more comfortable coming back yeah. to work than those of us who communicated very poorly. Through People this. want security, mm-hmm. and you know they they, they don't. And, and you know we say leadership as if leadership is this great thing, right, or hard thing. And I don't look at leadership that way. I think I think of leadership as just consistently saying something. Yeah, you, you can say the wrong things. <laughs> clearly, done right? that before. Yeah, no, but you know, clearly we have so many politicians that all they do is say the wrong things. Yeah, but they're they're showing leadership. Leadership isn't being right. Leadership is just a matter of being available mm-hmm. and and a little bit vocal to people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, providing whether or not it's right or wrong, like steering yeah. the ship, right? Not just sitting in the back and like letting things happen. I, I think that's where we had a lot of in the dental profession kind of yeah. having an uproar about going back to work because they didn't know what was going on, you know? So, and maybe my approach, not everybody did, but I just did a little video and I got really a lot more comfortable on video than mm-hmm. I than I was before and would just do weekly messages. I tried to call everybody yeah. once a week. It turned into like once every two or three weeks. Yeah. but. In the beginning, probably a little bit more often. And then once Mm -hmm. we, you know, for me, once we realized we were in the long haul for this, once I knew that, once I mentally knew this is going to be June before I'm back, then it was like, I don't need to keep up with you every week. We have a a Slack group Mm -hmm. that we communicate with. And then we did Zoom calls. Happy hours. You know, every once in a while. Uh, So we communicated probably more than most. But that, that, that personal call you know, those personal texts got a little bit less. They used to be like every day, every other day. Yeah. And then they started getting like once a week, once every 10 days. You know, once once I knew this was kind of extending out, there's really nothing at this point I can do. And and for me, the real, 
the real comfort for me came from when the government did step in and provide security to our team members. Yeah. Now, not all of our team members made more. Not all of our team members made less. Um, but nonetheless, $300 a week from unemployment doesn't make a life for hardly anybody. Right. But $900 a week, $950, whatever it works out to be, does, does keep people afloat. Uh, combined with you know uh, you know uh, banks saying okay we can push off your mortgage for a little bit yeah. I didn't have this pressure like I didn't want the pressure of feeling like I needed to pay everybody we were prepared to economically yeah. but I didn't I, mean, I didn't want to <laughs> <laughs> he didn't yeah. want to pay anyone that wasn't working well I mean, although you I, did well I yeah I firmly Honestly, you did you I, took I, care of good care I, 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 I took care of people but I I have a firm belief that yeah. <laughs> if you don't work you know I'm not I'm not paying you. Well, also, and I was I was clear with my team. We had a meeting that Tuesday yeah. after we shut down, and I said, "Look, everybody, I've kind of I, I think I might have even sent an email the weekend before mm-hmm. we shut down, and just said, you know, start learning about unemployment yeah. because if we have to. So that Tuesday, I was like, everybody, start filing unemployment. Yeah. I'm giving you five days to kind of figure it out yeah. and get on there. But my responsibility is to keep this business afloat, so you have something to come back to. Right. So I was very yeah. firm about that, and you know, we paid the people who were working and then everyone else kind of went on unemployment and luckily the government did step up there, which is great. So so that's good. So, so nonetheless, does anything special you think you had to do for four, four practices versus somebody with single practice? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3d dentist digital implant continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants, but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, This is about mastering a skill that can transform your career just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now let's get back to this week's episode. No, I mean, I just, uh, it was just like, you know, batting down the hatches. How long is this going to take? I had to go turn off all of our loan payments, talk to all of our landlords. How, the banks were pretty open to it. I work with First Citizens and they were great. Yeah, they were great. And then what about your landlords? Well, uh, one of my landlords, well, two of my landlords are fellow dentists. Mm -hmm. And so they were both pretty open to it. Everyone was pretty open. As long as the banks were giving them a pause, they were open to pause. I had one non like dentist. uh, uh, Yeah. Is it just one? No. Yeah. Just one like corporate Mm -hmm. landlord and they were a little trickier, but they finally came around and said, look, we're gonna give you three months off, but you owe those three months over the the next 12. Oh, you're going to have to pay it in. Yeah. Okay. So, so they weren't extending your lease. No, they just said, "Well, we'll give you three months off, but over the twelve months Split after that, up. you gotta." Yeah. Well, the good news is, we, then yeah. we got the PPP, which should help yeah. with all yeah. that. But, so we started. But again, off. we didn't know at this point, right? right? So I had that conversation with all the team members. I think uh-huh. you were there, Meredith, yeah. where, I, where I walked people through, you know, unemployment, calling your mortgage company, calling. You're looking at your credit card bills and getting rid of every subscription. I'm like, get rid of Netflix, yeah. get rid of everything. Yeah. He's like, here's my passwords. Everybody <laughs> cancel yours. Yeah, yeah. just use you mine. Yeah. Because, um, oh, that's great. Well, because at that point, we didn't have supercharged unemployment. Mm-hmm. I didn't have people. We didn't know anything, right? Yeah. And so I feel as a leader, you know, I'm not going to do that for them. I just right. don't fundamentally believe in that. But I'm going to advise them and say, this, these are the things I'm doing. Yeah. And I don't need to do some of these things. But you do. 
So yeah. I walked them through yeah. what that looks like. I walked them through the unemployment website. I gave them all a furlough letter so they had it. I gave them all those things. We had a nice conversation, open meeting, where everybody could ask the questions. Yeah. And, and I answered them pretty honestly, brutally honestly, yeah. on some of those things. And, and I did also tell them, I said, I don't want any of my people starving. Yeah. Okay, so I, I didn't want that to happen. So I said, push comes to shove, you pick up the phone, you call me, we're good. Okay, yeah. we'll get you taken care yeah. of. And I know you feel the same way. Yeah, we so. did the same thing. But I mean, I, I'm impressed yeah. about the, you know, walking through step by step everything. Yeah. You know, I kind of said it in general terms, but yeah. I mean, now I feel a little bad. No, you don't. No, well, no. It's, well it, there's some negatives to my my way of doing things. Yeah. I, I care about people's life a little bit too much, yeah. right? Now yeah. none of us are ever going to play for Netflix again. Are you yeah. kidding me? <laughs> but, but just not that. I mean, yeah. you know, like when, like for example, when Meredith buys a house or bought a house recently, yeah. I, I ask lots of personal questions like, yeah. do you need to do this? Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if you're ready. I mean, she's ready because she's married and has a husband and yeah. all of that. But but I, I kind of get sometimes too emotionally involved in people's lives. And like, then I'll see people out drinking and like, yeah. you know, that costs you $15. Yeah. You know, that $15 <laughs> 20 years from now is going to be probably worth like 150 bucks. So. Yeah, compounding interest. <laughs> yeah, okay, so, dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, um, so yeah, you know, we want to kind of uh, do that a little bit. So, all right. So, we've got through COVID. Yeah. Okay. We're getting to where it's probably middle of May, Meredith. Mm-hmm. And at this point, you're like excited. Shit, this is over. We're middle getting, of May, not, we're opening back up. Yeah, that's you're, what I'm saying. Not, not what I expected. I no, was prepared right? for I was expecting July. July, okay. And you June, were worst case than me. Yeah. Well, I was I was on some webinars with a with a Strauman group, which okay. is like a worldwide. Sure. You know, you might be familiar with them, and they were talking about what China went through, and mm-hmm. then you know we're three months Italy. behind them, and what Europe was going through, and this is you know expected to peak in May, and we'll be back to work ninety days after that. So I was like, July might be even a best case. Right. This is right when it happened, so right. I was prepared for that. So May was like fantastic. Yeah. So we got to May. We're mm-hmm. ready to open. Mm-hmm. We go through all the BS around PPE. Yeah. All my Hatred to high Who's going to come back? Yeah. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, our team members, whether they're making more or not. Yeah. But let's put all of that aside. Mm-hmm. Okay. We get our office open. We've all gone through that. And then tell me what's the first, what's the first struggle that you deal with when you get back? So the first struggle, actually, before we had our big struggle was, you know, our original office is a two doc, very busy. We run eight columns, you know, four yeah. hygiene, four doctor. And we had changed our, <laughs> our protocol. <laughs> <laughs> what that doesn't excite you <laughs> no no <laughs> i love it a nice full schedule yeah. anyway um so you know but now we've changed our protocols right we want you to call yeah. when you get here right and so let you us can't know see the volume yeah so you want you to call when you get here and we'll call and let you know when we're ready for you so that means wait every hour you have eight people coming in eight people coming in so we've got plus we've the got phones are ringing eight weeks of patients calling to reschedule right. their appointments and then we've got everything else they're normally doing so multiplied by four it was it was a logistical. Did you nightmare. open all four offices up? Yeah, we did yeah. that first week was a soft opening, so it was one hygiene sure. per doc instead of yeah. two hygiene per doc. But but you went ahead and opened all four of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Do any but. people work at more than one location? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We have. Uh, I mean, I work at all of our. Well, not the right. Team but members, any but team members? The one you want to work at? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> The one Imagine, I to how does that work out that the owner of everything always gets the crappiest <laughs> job? <laughs> it's life, right? Yeah. You know, but yeah. hopefully I'm, it works out in the end. Yeah, I'm just saying, did anyone have to, to be, if they wanted to go back to work, did they have to go to a different location? Because of that location didn't have the volume for them. No, we or did had, everyone I mean, I'm, I'm sure you guys are similar. I mean, the volume was there. Yeah, it's yeah. there. We yeah. didn't, we, we yeah, the volume's uh, there, but we, we brought half the team back, then mm-hmm. three quarters of the team, mm-hmm. and then this week is our first week with so everybody there. Similar to us, we kept yeah. half of our hygienists out, yeah. um, and, but we brought back all of our, everyone else. Okay. Um, okay. And then the, the second half of the hygienists came back the next week. Yeah, you know, the reason I slowed people back in was, one, we didn't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. This time they may shut us down any second again. Yeah. And what I was more worried about was taking people on and off unemployment. Yeah. And I didn't because because you, you've seen I don't know if you've heard from you some of your team members some people got unemployment like this some people yeah. took two or three weeks to get it I have one that still hasn't gotten it yeah. you know and I hopeful that she'll get a back pay for it right so what I did was I had a good conversation with everybody and I said this is not your job on the line there's no trick questions yeah. I say given a choice do you want to come back now because I'll bring you all back I'm committed to you yeah. or are you okay waiting a couple of weeks. 
Yeah. And most, some of the people said, yeah, I'd yeah. rather just wait a couple of weeks and I'll collect unemployment that time. And that way I said I can make sure the business is ready. And then that yeah. way we don't have to take you on and off. But nonetheless, we got the people back. Yeah. Okay. So then, so we, we dealt with the, the hiccups of opening up. Yeah. So then what was your major issue that you dealt with that most of us probably haven't dealt with yet? So we went through the first week of half, and then we went to the second week of full. Okay. And that week, one of our uh, insurance coordinators on Tuesday, so here's the whole sequence of events. So Tuesday, she develops a really slight dry cough. And you guys know where I'm going with this. Right. So she develops a slight dry <laughs> cough and a and dry she's not throat. A, she's not a, you know, obstruct, uh, you know, she's not a cop deep Chronic. Um, <laughs> obstructive pulmonary. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. but, but it's allergy season right. in North Carolina. Right. You know, everybody's coughing. And she had no fever. Um, and she didn't feel that bad, just a slight cough. So Wednesday morning she comes in. We didn't send her home. Wednesday morning she comes in and pounding headache. So it's 8 a.m. She gets there before everybody else. And she lets our director know, you know, I got this really bad headache now. And director immediately goes, go home. So she kind of yeah. passed everybody coming in as she's out the door. Uh, her primary care physician tested her Friday. I get Friday night as I'm about to go to dinner with my wife. I get the uh, text from my director, you know, she's positive for COVID. Okay. So, and that was like a ton of bricks. Right. I mean, So did you hear from the government pretty quickly after that? I've never heard from the government. Then what kind of contact tracing is this? I know, right? Yeah. yeah. So it was, I reached out to some of my friends in the profession who had, you know, some connections. And I, before I, I felt obligated to send my entire company an email to let them know because many of us were, I was directly exposed. Sure. We were all directly We're all exposed. exposed. I mean, yeah. one person in the office, we're all right. exposed. Yeah. So. Um, Unless you have a hospital. But <laughs> well, I mean, we have multiple locations, so some people might not, but then there's okay. people traveling between. So you so let all four offices know. We, I sent out a company-wide company email. Wide, okay. I said, you know, I found – anyway, so I said, look, we, were, we had a positive COVID case in the office. Here's what we're going to do. We're all going to meet at 9 a.m. tomorrow. We're all going to get tested. And How then, hard was that to arrange? So, luckily, uh, you know, knowing people mm-hmm. over many years, I was able to coordinate with the owner of Mako Medical. Okay, sure. Who then met us at his office at 9 a.m. as a special favor, tested my they entire They did the team. blood draws. Uh, the nasal swabs. Nasal swabs, okay. It's a nucleic acid test, okay. so super accurate. So, And that uh, takes a couple of days to get back? They, he got it back to me. He put it ahead of everybody, had it back to me the next day. Next day. So, so this was Monday morning that you did the testing? No, Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Oh, you had him. Okay, yeah. Because even better, and, yeah. uh, and even more awesome reason why my team loved me was Memorial Day was Monday, right. and as part of recalling them from COVID, I said, look, we've been closed for eight weeks. It's okay. put our company in a bind. We're going to be open Memorial Day. It's <laughs> see, you guys have a good at my place. Yeah, see, it could be a lot worse. So, and I kind of said that as I recalled them. I'm like, you know, we've had an eight-week vacation, um, yeah. and we've lost a ton of money. We've got tons of patients that need to get in. If you don't want to work, you don't have to work, but it's not going to be a paid holiday anymore. Right. So, And we're very generous with our benefits, but that was one I just felt like. I, I think for the most part. I, I heard a lot were, of people doing that. Yeah. yeah. You know. Nobody so, volunteered at our play. No, nobody kidding. did. <laughs> I was out. I was going to yeah. do it Labor Day, too, but yeah. I, after the pushback, I'm not doing it Labor Day. Yeah. You know, you get your Labor Day. But, yeah. yeah, so we did that for Memorial Day. So Saturday morning, you got everybody tested. Sunday, we had the results all negative. All negative. And then Monday, we were back at work. But I just want to say, between Friday nights and Sunday, I mean, probably a dozen emails from team members just mad. Freaked out. Mad. Mad. Like, what do you mean, mean by mad? Mad. Well... She had a cough on Tuesday. You know, why did you let her come back to work? She should have been home immediately. You know, her whole family's been sick, you know, the whole week. I didn't know any of this. And then, like, another team member who suffers from seasonal allergies had a cough. And why have you been letting her work? And immediately, you're under a microscope. Every decision you made in the past week, everyone's mad. You know, you put me at risk. What are you going to do in the future to not put me at risk? I mean, Everyone needs to be prepared for this. Because Did you ask them if they go to the grocery store? I finally just stopped. Yeah. I finally stopped responding because it was breaking my heart. I mean, I t- I've done so much to take good care of them, and and I have such a good relationship with yeah. so many of my team members, and to be for them to be coming at me like this, I was just like, geez. You know, I think I think part of that is our own fault a little bit, Brett. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we don't uh, uh, we don't tell people what we do. For example, uh, I paid for health insurance for everybody for March, April, May. Yeah, we did too. you know, and and. Because otherwise they got to go on Cobra and now, you know, when there's a disease going, this, now's the time you need health yeah. insurance, right. right? So, you know, I think sometimes we don't do a good job of letting people know because, because by the way, that, I mean, you have four offices, I have just one, uh-huh. okay? And that's seven $8,000 out of my pocket every month, yeah. you know, for my office and then about ten grand out of my wife's office, yep. you know, to keep people with their benefits, 
what you know because just because it's the right thing to do, right? right? And so then when you hear this pushback from people, you know, it makes you makes you feel like they're ungrateful. And but but part of it is they're just scared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you know, they probably like me watching like I'm flipping between CNN and Fox like, yeah. <laughs> like a madman and you know, yeah. you know, so so they're they're a little bit scared and and uh, so how did you did you get angry? I didn't get angry. You didn't I, throw anything? No, I you just didn't yell at your wife? <laughs> no, I was just sad. I was just like so unbelievably stressed out. We went out to dinner. I sent the email. We went out to dinner. How'd you go out to dinner? I, I did not enjoy it at all. I barely <laughs> ate. I was like, my wife was trying to talk to me. I was giving her like one word answers and she, she knew, she knew it was, I wasn't mad at her. I was what does just, your wife do by the way? Um, she stays home. Now. Okay. Yeah. Does she help with the office at all? Yeah, she does all of our supplies. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, all right. So great. she's a, so she's in it. Yeah, she's in, it. So she's yeah. in tune. She knows these sure. people. She knows on. what's going Absolutely. on. Absolutely, yeah. great. Yeah. That's she's good. great. So, Why you're successful, by the way? Uh, it, it is very yeah. much so. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't do it without her. So, um, but yeah, it was it was an absolute emotional like that was my low. Mm, no, that wasn't my low point. We'll no, get to no. my low point. <laughs> you thought it was your low point. I thought yeah, it was my low time. point. I thought it was my low point. But I. Hey, by the way, I just I forgot. Just real quick, real quick, super important. You left out murder hornets. <laughs> I, did, I, I remember faintly something about murder hornets we and got Tiger a, we, King we, we and got all this stuff. Yeah. Really Tiger fast. King was a good thing. Murder yeah. hornets was not. Yeah, I, I remember something about that, but my brain was elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, all so. right, so, so you, you're getting pushed back from your team mm-hmm. because they're probably getting it from their spouses or their family because at the end of the day, they got to let their family know. That, you know, this has happened to them. and For example, yeah. I had one of my team members who said, well, now my husband's been exposed and now he has to take 14 days off of work. And I, you know, I did email her back and I was just like, well, that's a, that's a bit of an unusual policy, especially if you test negative, that they would make him right. take 14 days off when he hasn't been exposed to anyone with COVID. Um, but I'm happy to talk more with you about this after we get the results, if, yeah. it, if it does come back positive. So, I mean, these are the kind of irrational things that were being shot at me just yeah. all day, all night but, until we got the results. But that's what, that's what the misinformation from social media, mm-hmm. the news, our politicians, they, they, it's all misinformation. And, and yeah. nobody's doing it. I don't think anybody's doing it to be malicious, but it's just all, whatever you say, I'll find something that says the opposite. Right. It's kind of like studies and, you know, bond strengths and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. How'd you get through that mentally? Uh, How'd you say I'm going to open back up? Did you open back up on Monday? Yeah. 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 Everybody and was negative though. Because we got the results Sunday. Yeah. And they were all still comfortable coming in. Well, you know, this whole thing, right, for us has been, all right, we're going to send all our recall from furlough letters. Let's see who shows up on Monday. Right. You know, it was kind of like the same with right. us opening Monday. We'll see who shows up. You know, okay. I was prepared to lose a lot of my team over this because it they were already really high anxiety about coming back in general, and then this hits. And that weighs on you, doesn't it? Oh, God, yeah. Because, I mean, you know, we built, we worked hard. Like, you know, your dad's business, your own yeah. business. You worked so hard to build this, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, what we build requires people. Yeah. Right? You know, we can't, we can't do what we can, you know, patience. Hell, that's another story. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they don't show up, you have no business. Right. But you assume you want, you want to take care of your employees. Yeah. And you know, so you pay, you know, you require people. And so you need four times the number of people I do because you have four offices. I'm one. Yeah. So, so it really kind of, you really, it really, you're almost like, Did what you the have hell to do have I do? Like a sterilization crew go in there and clean? Is yeah, there we, any we stipulation? We had a deep cleaning done. Well, the, let me what back what up has to this. be done what when a, a patient, when an employee tells nothing, you? Nothing has to be There's done. There's no regulations yeah. or nothing has no to be guidelines done. on this. If somebody tests positive, they say you need to let, if they had direct contact with any patients, you need to let them know. What defines direct contact? Uh, extended exposure. So, you know, if, if I was receptionist, your front office people probably wouldn't be. No, but like if I walk in and do an exam on a hygiene patient, probably not, but okay. if my hygienist is in there for 40 minutes and probably sure. so if she okay. has a positive. And this was a front office team member. Okay. Well, this was, she was back at the house. So she really okay. just interacted with us. Okay. So she was more team member interactions. Yeah. 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 All right. So it was, uh, yeah. Until we got those results back, it was, it was, yeah. So. Mm. All right. So, We've dealt with closing our practice down. No big deal. We all yeah. did that, Brett. You're nothing special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's nothing special. I mean, just you thought it by, was at the time. Just multiply we by all four. can feel that okay. pain. Yeah. Um, you're dealing with a COVID-positive team member, 
And then what advice would you tell somebody about yeah, that? I was going to say. Good question. And, and I, I want to give my colleagues advice on this because the most important thing you can do is under, I've had two other dentists in the area reach out to me this week that they've had the exact same thing happen. I can test now for COVID. So mm-hmm. one of them sent all their team members who one of them tested positive, actually an additional team member. Um, so uh, the number one thing that my colleagues need to do is, is prepare your teams, you know, manage the situation before it happens, prepare them mentally for it to happen because it's very likely going to happen to a lot of us. Um, I'm not some anomaly out here that had it happen to me. Sure. And, and, and part of that is not just from your team members because they interact with, as we open up in right. general, one mm-hmm. goes here. On go, like yeah. I remember when we got back, I told my yeah. team members, I said, listen, you know, if you don't mind, I know we're open back up and stuff. Don't go hang out with people because it might shut us down. Yeah. Right. right? Because we don't know. So I said, let's give this some time. Don't go do things with people. Keep ourselves safe. Yeah. You know, let's keep our business safe. Okay. So, so, so let me prepare people. L- let's go through our policy. Okay. Now. So, so here's our policy. Here's, and this seems, everybody seems to be on board with this. You know, maybe you use this policy, maybe you don't. But our policy now is, I people use all their PTO through all this. Right. Um, and so they don't have PTO. And so they get a little bit sick. They don't want to stay home and lose money you know so what I said was if you develop any symptoms of COVID any at all anything on the list then you need to I'm now I'm now the COVID czar of our company okay. so you email me you text me I don't want to get secondhand from anybody oh, and you don't want to send the the the, the crazies out you know? yeah so you reach out and, and secondly I was focused on patients bringing it to us I was not I did not go into this thinking about co-workers yeah. but that seems to be where it's happening so I said you come to me and uh, I'm going to test you and you're going to stay home because I can test now. You're going to stay home until we have the results 24 to 48 hours. If you have no PTO day or you need pay, we're going to loan you a PTO day that you can pay us back later. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Yeah, so that you don't have to worry about staying home without pay. And then once you're clear, once the test comes back, if it's negative, then you're good to come back to work. Whenever you feel better, if it's positive, then you stay home 14 days. You get under the CARES Act. I'll pay you for those 14 days. And then if anyone in the office that you interacted with, we don't need to close the office. Obviously, if anyone's symptomatic, they get tested. And if anyone who worked with you just wants to be tested, we'll test you too. So okay, Let's back up a couple of things I want to ask you about on that. Mm-hmm. So you said um, there's the CARES Act, so you'll pay them for 14 days. Mm-hmm. So you'll get a payroll tax credit for that? Yeah, and it, I think it's under the CARES Act. Yeah. It might be under That's, something yeah, else, but, but, but I know if you have overall. a positive COVID taste, uh, case, is a, there's a CARES Act. So in other words, I you'll pay the patient. They Sorry, can also the- get unemployment if they're positive, Oh yeah, I believe, under the CARES Act. Okay. So, yeah, so we just, our policy is we'll just, you, we just keep you on payroll for 14 days while okay. you stay home. And then hopefully you'll get a tax credit from the government for Yeah, it. you're st- it's supposed yeah. to be super easy. Yeah, yeah, that's what they say. Who knows? Yeah, I think there's a couple ways now that more yeah. are coming up since people are going back to work. All right, so, yeah. so step one is prepare your team. Like, in other words, immediately go ahead and talk to your team. Like, listen, this is likely going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't want us to freak out. It's not happened yet, but this is, this is a scenario that may come up. Here's what we're going to do when this happens. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Say, this is happening. This is happening to other offices. It's going to happen to us. It's not a big deal or however you want right. to sugarcoat that. Here's going to be our, our kind of flow chart for what we do and how we're going to respond. And I want you all to be prepared in case if and when it happens here and have it thought through because the worst thing is to get punched in the mouth right. with it and not have a game, not be prepared. Yeah. So, so the couple of questions that I would ask the listeners to look at here is figure out if you're going to use the cares at payroll tax credit or figure out as Meredith said, maybe they can get unemployment so that you have some direction for people. And I would argue that frankly, if the cares at exists where you get a payroll tax credit, mm-hmm. it's just easier, easier to keep them on payroll yeah. Yeah. because then they for don't sure. have to do the stupid yeah. application and all of that stuff. Yeah. That's and then, you know, because you know, at the end of the day, most people don't have a savings of two weeks and it's, especially after being gone for two months or yeah. whatever it may be. And, and have an avenue where they don't, if they become symptomatic, they can stay home until you find out the results. Sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That, the, that's a day or two. So that part, right. too, yeah. I, I, don't, I can't speak for everybody, but that part's a given to me, right? Yeah. You take care of your people mm-hmm. for a day or two. It's not an issue. When it gets to 14 days, I can understand that you want to have some kind of relief for that. Yeah. But a day or two, you should... Definitely, that shouldn't be a question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, th- and then you mentioned something about you You can test for COVID. Talk to me about that. Yeah, so when we met the owner of Mako Labs mm-hmm. out at his office, you know, Dennis, he said dentists and pharmacists are 
can do mm-hmm. these testing. Sure. And so, you You're know. You're doing the swab test? Yeah, we're doing the uh, nasal swab mm-hmm. test. And we have that special Q-tip that mm-hmm. Mako has. I guess it's so hard to get. They're testing all of California, Virginia. Right. And so they uh, they do the nucleic acid test. They get the results in 24 to 48 hours. He handed me a bucket of tests and got me registered on their site. And so, Do you charge for that? Um, no, it's basically, they charge $70 if insurance doesn't cover it. Insurance is not covering it unless you have symptoms. They're not covering it. Who do they charge you or the patient? They charge me. They charge you. Whoever the provider was. Okay. So, you know, some places are charging. And what are you using it for patients or are you using it only for team? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hello, podcast family. T-Bone here bringing you our newest live patient implant training, Full Arch Express. For dentists already placing implants and ready to level up and continue building their implant practice, this is the golden ticket. We're diving deep into Full Arch Implants, the hottest game changer in implant dentistry. In this program, we tackle both overdentures and all annex fixed hybrids, mastering techniques that are essential for modern, comprehensive dental care. It's about getting your hands on the tools and techniques that will replace the doubt and fear with confidence and predictability. Here's the kicker. There's live patient training right here in North Carolina. You're not just learning theories. You're in the operatory doing real work on real patient from start to finish, guided one-on-one by our expert 3D mentors. You'll learn the nuances of each approach, ensuring you can cater to a wide range of patients to maximize revenue. Speaking of revenue, with me, you know it's not just about the clinical skills. We're bringing business into this aspect too teaching you how to integrate these advanced services profitably into your practice. So are you ready to rise up to the top in implant dentistry? Join us at the Full Arch Express. This isn't just another course, it's a career-defining leap. Head to www.3d-dentist.com to enroll in our next session. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, back to this week's episode. Right now we have it. We're so what I told my team that's kind of you know you try to always turn this stuff in the glass half full positives and I said look you know we have it if there's ever a case we can rapidly test you and have the results back in 24 to 48 hours and you know uh, if you have a family member who wants us to test them I'll t- I'll test a family member or a friend uh, I'm not going to open this up to the public okay so you're not okay it's 99 bucks okay so gotcha. we are charging yeah. for that or if you have a patient who has a and you have a big surgery in a couple days and a patient's po- not positive but they have some symptoms and they're a little wishy-washy and you don't want to reschedule it and they're willing to get tested, then we can test them, have the results back before the surgery. And if it's negative, we can do the surgery. I've taken the approach. So I've done the blood test Mm -hmm. and then we use Mako at my wife's office. We should probably look into that. That's what I told them. Yeah. 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 We should look into that. We have a good relationship with them. Um, I, here's what I would say. And and this may be illegal. I mean, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I would say that, that, I don't encourage anybody to get tested yeah. in my office because, <laughs> sure. because we're probably, a lot of us are probably positive because we're asymptomatic carriers or we may or may not be, who knows, right? And so I don't want to go down this road a lot, yeah. be, you know, just unnecessarily testing yeah. if you're not symptomatic. So right. I would start with symptomatic people personally. Yeah, and that's what we're doing. I mean, symptomatic, but then if somebody's positive in the office... Yeah. And they are just scared yeah. and want to get tested. Oh, yeah. Test. Any contact with yeah, no, what, no, that sure. I have zero issue with. Yeah. I, yeah. I just don't want to. I'm not like me, like, hey, I just want to get tested. Can you just test me? You know? Yeah. No, we're not doing that. Yeah. So we tested everybody. And then I got more tests just in case we had another positive in the office. Okay. And, and, you know, I mean, this is going to happen more and more. And I mean, there could be a resurgence of it in the fall, maybe. And then it's happening everywhere. And you don't want to be closing your office down every time for 14 yeah. days, for God's sakes. I mean, you just went through this. So you need a good clear cut policy. Make everybody aware. Look, we're not closing the office down if this happens. We're going to test the people who are affected and symptomatic. And we'll test everybody else if you guys want to be tested. we we'll just be proactive. Mm-hmm. Be proactive. Yeah. Great word for that. Yeah, yeah. you got to be. Yeah. So if, if this were a hygienist, would you test the eight patients they saw that day? So that's, I mean, what if it was me and I saw 30 patients that day, mm. you know, two, two columns right. of hygiene. So, I mean, that's, it's $70 a pop. That's right. money, well, I, right? Yeah. So I think what we'll probably do is, I think you, not think, you are obligated to let the patients know okay. they were potentially yes. exposed and you just let them know they can either go get tested or they can self-quarantine for 14 yeah. days or, or whatever they want to do. Your responsibility ends up letting them know. Yeah, you got to let right. them know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So you've gone through COVID. You got a COVID positive employee. It's a great in, insight, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
as much as I think I'm prepared, I haven't talked to my team about what we're going to do right. if we have a COVID-positive team member. Yeah, so and that's what I wanted to ask, and then he already answered it, that he's already had a couple friends call him yeah. and say they're going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I think not ev- people are going through this and not telling everyone. They're not because... You know, it's not something you really want to like announce. It's a stigma, right? Because yeah. you think your well, patients you wanna, are going to... Well, you, you don't, don't want to publicly announce, hey, right. we got this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. But that's all, that dentist is off the list. <laughs> yeah. Well, the beauty of it is we had 20 people interact with her, like myself. Right. I was in her office, and uh, nobody got it. So, right. you know, my, my spin was, hey, did... Do you test again? So I talked to the owner of Mako, and mm-hmm. he said, look, this is a nucleic acid test. He said, if they were exposed yesterday and got it, it'll test positive today. So, okay. and, and they all felt comfortable. And, you know, but we did the UV air scrubbers okay. that weren't that expensive, actually. We did Medify air purifiers. Yeah, yeah. so we have knobs. those. Yeah. Those little and boxes. Uh-huh. Whether or not they're good or not, nobody got it. And I turned yeah. to my team and I said, look, we put all this stuff in place. Yeah. We had a positive I COVID. I just got that H- got HOCL it. sprayer. I'm waiting my fogging machine. Yeah. It was definitely the sneeze guards that so saved no, the, You got sneeze guards? <laughs> we did the sneeze guards. <laughs> got the sneeze yeah. guards saved you. That's her. what yeah. saved it. So, because the virus know. didn't go around the sneeze guards. under correct. it. Right. It doesn't mist or whatever. <laughs> no. but, but whatever we did, <laughs> something fa- worked because nobody got it. So we, you know, that was my approach to the team. Yeah. Right. And obviously, it wasn't from the office because nobody else, no other patients. She definitely got it from from home. Uh-huh. Yeah, several members of her family ended up having being positive. So, what did you do with her? So, you had her off of work for fourteen days. Mm-hmm. This hasn't been fourteen days yet, right? Or has? Uh, it? I think yesterday was fourteen days, okay. but she's not coming back till Monday. So, will so. you test her again before she comes back? No, I mean, I think they say think, once you get okay. fourteen days, they say you're it's pretty much shorter than you're that. not yeah. Um, yeah. you're not shedding anymore. Cont- contagious anymore. Yeah, in fact, you should go give blood. At that point. Yeah. Oh, right. For the yeah. plasma yeah, antibodies. The antibodies. Yeah. 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 That's why we so. took it. We got the antibody testing because we were going to want to go. Yeah, because I wanted to go run around and play with people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were like, let us out of the house. <laughs> well, let me take that back. I didn't want to go run around. I wanted to go lollygag walk. around and walk around. I'm not <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of hoped I had, I had, there was a part of me that wanted to test positive when I, just yeah. to be done with it. Right. Done with it, yeah. I know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I have a friend of mine. I won't name his name. He tried. I already told him. <laughs> he tried to get. COVID. Yeah. He said he hugged somebody. They exchanged air. They exchanged liquid. Wow. And he didn't get it. He straight up tried to get COVID. Wow. Yeah. And he couldn't get it. He said, I'm going to get it anyways. I just want to get it over with while I'm not working. A lot of people have that mentality. We're going to get it anyway. Especially healthy people. Yeah. Younger and healthy. Yeah. All right. So you've gone through COVID. You shut your practice down for two and a half months like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, you got back to work earlier than you expected, but still a long time. You went through a COVID-positive team member. You thought this shit couldn't get any worse. <laughs> and then then what happens? Then it was, you know, so the next weekend, so that was weekend, that weekend. And the very next weekend, which is was this past weekend, great dinner with my wife on Friday night. Got to lay back, sit back and enjoy a nice dinner. Saturday comes. I'm at some friend's house. We're seeing there's maybe going to be some protesting, maybe some rioting. Um I do not think anything's going to affect my office. I have an office. Well, literally. so far it's all based in Minneapolis, right. LA, big, big city. Yeah. You yeah. know, and we haven't experienced any of that stuff here in Raleigh. Yeah. There's been a little scare once, but, um, so my, j- just to set the scene, my office, you know, first full glass facade, it was mm-hmm. flying around. I it's think beautiful. Dental, uh-huh. dental hacks, maybe somewhere yeah. the picture of it, but, um, a full glass, you know, eight, 10 foot glass facade right uh, in down the I'll heart say perfect of down, location a block heart, from the capitol building. heart of down fable street yeah. correct yeah right. heart of downtown i mean if i had a brick and i could get away with throwing a brick through a window this would be the window i'd yeah. want to throw it to. so <laughs> so you know i'm watching the news uh saturday and i'm like oh yeah they're getting pretty rowdy out there and then you weren't worried at this point i wasn't until it got dark yeah. and then that's when it started getting really bad. And then, you know, as I was watching my security cameras in my lobby and I was looking at the news and then I saw the CVS catch on fire. They mm-hmm. were looting yeah. the CVS and I'm thinking this is a hundred year old building. I mean, it's, I literally have six inches of coal below the floorboards from where the old furnace was in the uh-huh. building. And I'm like, this is going up like a, like a tinderbox. I mean, there's, please do not let fire touch this building. But they, the glass was still intact. You know, it's a dental office. Who wants a, to break into so a like, dental right. office? What do they well, want? You, so I was busy watching CNN. You were watching your cameras. Yeah. I was watching my cameras. And I was watching WRL. They were filming from CVS right across the street. Okay. I was so, watching WRL too. I watched and News they 14. they showed it. 
spectrum. Yeah, and well, you were at the beach. Did you have WRL there? No, we didn't. Yeah, no, you didn't have it. So I was going back and forth. I had the, my camera on my on, on my phone. I had the security cameras up up in front of me. I had the TV at WRL. They were filming across the street, and it got to be about eleven twenty. And they pan over really quick as I watch somebody throw a brick on live TV through my front window. <laughs> so you watched them do this? <gasps> I watched it live. Oh god! It was. Did you throw a brick through your TV? <laughs> I honestly, I don't get emotional very often. I, after going through everything we have been through, I lost it. I just yeah. was in tears. I, I, and it was just like, seriously, after all of this, after months of being shut, getting back open, going through the COVID scare, I finally thought I had a break this weekend, and it was like another crisis to deal with. And I just... Did you get any emails from your team members saying they saw it too or anything like that? I, or were I they got, all like asleep e- like they should I mean, be? It seemed like everybody saw it. Every patient was like, oh, I saw you get trashed on news last night, you know, over the weekend. So everybody seemed to have seen it. So And, and now we're like the main picture on WL when they talk about the cleanup effort. It yeah. was like our office in the background. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty emotional for me. I didn't sleep much that night. And then... But, you know, the, the amazing thing about it was so many people from dentistry we have such a a, you know we have our differing opinions of course but we we are a tight group and I had so many people reach out to me that either I haven't heard heard from Mm -hmm. for so long or maybe have never spoken to before just how can I help what can I do I have even some I haven't even gotten back to yet I need to but um, so many people offered to help at 7 Mm a.m. we had so many people out there helping and by like eight o'clock we had Picked up all the glass. The next the, morning. Yeah, cleaned yeah. up all the beer off the walls and, you know, put everything back together. And then by so the noon, it was boarded up. What did they do to your office? They just threw stuff through it? So there was three bricks thrown through it. Um, did you keep the bricks? Yeah, I have the bricks okay, still. You frame those. Oh, I'm going to. Is yeah. We have three partners, myself and two Adams. Yeah. So we're all going to get a brick. And, uh, you know, they threw beer bottles. So there's beer everywhere. Um, and then I think the police, the police, which were told to stand down and not protect the businesses, did finally form a line with the fire at the CVS. They weren't, like, arresting people. They were right. just kind of, like, putting the fire out. And so I think that freaked people, the rioters, out, and they went to a different area. So they never went into my building. Okay. And so they didn't steal your Sarek machine? I, I assume There is one. one, yeah. yeah. Right <laughs> in the hallway. So Because yeah. that's so valuable to right. looters. They have no idea. <laughs> they would, yeah. They would. I mean, and, and like, I couldn't trace that in two right. seconds. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so nobody stole I wish computers. they had taken my Sarah. I got upgraded to the sure. Prime scan. <laughs> yeah. No computers. They didn't lose. Nothing was taken out of your office. They didn't come in and take anything, no. They didn't steal your lidocaine? No. <laughs> I, I, I would have thought they might have come and looked for it. We don't have any of the heavy drugs right. down there. Right. They didn't take your mask because those are valuable right they now. They are valuable, yeah. yeah they didn't, they didn't come face shields. Yeah, they didn't. <laughs> They didn't come inside, luckily. I'm convinced our cleaning crew took some of our masks early on. Yeah, but, so we yeah. had to start hiding them. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. In March, I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. All right, so, all right, I don't want to get too political, okay? Because yeah. I don't know which way you lean or don't lean. It's kind of, kind I'm of right in the middle. I'm so, as moderate as they come. So it's pretty irrelevant. Yeah. At any point, were you like, they should have done something or... Yes. I was... And now this is not political. This mm-hmm. is just, um, I felt like my leadership failed me. Um, when you say your leadership, you mean our government lo- leadership. Local and state, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, I felt like I was asked to shut my business down to curve the tide of coronavirus for eight weeks. I did it immediately. I followed the direction of my leaders to curve the tide. Um, when I was, you know, I spent tens of thousands of dollars to keep my, my team uh, and my patients safe to get back open. And then I get my doors open and we have another major crisis, and the police were, were told, I have emails, they were told to stand down and not protect the businesses. So my leaders told me to shut down, I listened to them, and then when I needed them, they weren't there for me. So that's, that's, that was my sad moment. You know, that was my moment of frustration. I think our mayor handled, handled it poorly. Um, you know, more for the next night, Sunday night, uh, you know, I hired armed guards now. I have armed guards out there every night through Sunday night. And so talk to me about that. Let, let, actually, keep going. Keep going. Yeah. So Sunday, uh, you know, although after what happened on Saturday night, everything was destroyed. All the talk was ever coming right back. Um, Did you really think plywood would keep them out? No. 
Okay. Well, that's why he hired, hired the well, armed hired security. Wait, I'm just yeah. trying to figure out why people put pl- because I was thinking that on the way driving back, I was at the yeah. beach and I was driving back and I drove through downtown and I specifically drove by your office and stuff. Yeah. I was going to throw another break. I'm just yeah, well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, it would have hit plywood. Yeah, <laughs> but I was thinking to myself, I mean, plywood isn't that so strong. I mean, it's it, no, they but can, they were just you have to do that. But there's something. no glass yeah. because it can't just be open. What if it starts raining? Yeah, that was just. I mean, it's that was not something to keep. To keep the... It would require a bit of effort. It would take right. them five or ten minutes to rip it down, probably. Okay. Um, so yeah, so Sunday comes and there's no, there's no curfew. You know, after what happened the night before, and they knew it was going to happen again. Well, they assumed it was a high likelihood. Mm-hmm. There was some very good intelligence. Okay, you know that it was going to happen again. Um, you know, I the owner of our building is one of the highest ranking sure. state politicians, so I I, I knew it was going to happen again. And, um, you know, the mayor was on WRL News talking about how, you know, we, we just wanted to give them a chance to see what happened. I mean, I don't know if you heard. I listened to it. I was like, what are you talking about a chance? And then meanwhile, I get my security guards telling me, look, we repelled four separate attacks. We had rocks thrown at us. We had a guy run up on to us. On Sunday night. On Sunday night with a brick. Why didn't you get security on Saturday night? I, I don't think any of us thought it was going to be that as bad as it was. Okay. I, I mean, I, because at this point it had already happened in other places. Like yeah. I think they did the target in Minneapolis on a Wednesday or Thursday night. Mm-hmm. I think. Right. Maybe. But that's or, where it happened. I don't think anyone thought Raleigh was Raleigh, North Carolina. Right. Yeah. I guess it's, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking. Right. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever think about, Hey, I'm going to go to hang out at my office and oh, hold a yeah. gun. And yeah, I mean, I, you know, I have weapons. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, it's, you know, it's the emotional aspect, right? You can clean up the glass. Insurance will pay for this stuff. Look, thank God. Um, yeah, but it's tons the of help. But it's, it's the emotions of, you, you know, we opened in 2013. That's seven years of blood and sweat and tears and, you know, hard work. And somebody just trashes it, especially after everything we've been through. So it was, it was the emotional toll, really, more than the actual physical damage. So Sunday you had guards out. Mm-hmm. They, were they armed? Yeah. Like guns? So when the guy tried to throw a now brick at Now, what does the him, city say to you about this? Like, well, I mean, like... My, well, my buddy who's a cop, mm-hmm. you know, uh, said, good call. That's the only thing that these rioters are, are respecting is force. So everything around me got further destroyed on Sunday Why night. Why didn't they have security guards? I don't How many people did you have out there? We had three guys. So yeah. you have three people that you're paying... To stand, and they, these people are like happy, happy to stand. They, they love <laughs> That's helping. their job. I, I mean, you know, they got to actually fight back. I mean, right. the, you know, security guards usually are just monitoring places with no action. These guys had to freaking, they got tear gas. They were, they tear gas, they were destroying the YMCA a block down from us. The cops uh-huh. tear gas it. So these guys, they were guarding my building. They couldn't run away from the tear gas. They had to just take it. So No offense, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because I'm, I'm a fellow dentist too. Yeah. You're guarding a dentist office. <laughs> yeah. We're non-essential to begin yeah, with. <laughs> well, I mean, look, if uh, what my biggest concern was a fire. So yeah. if they took the board well, why isn't your landlord doing this? I get poli- p- politically he may, may or may not. Yeah. I, I, I mean, if I go past Sunday, I, 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 I was of the opinion of when Sunday hit, I, was, I said mentally, our building, there's a very good chance they could burn us down, and then I, I lose it. So I had mentally prepared for that. Did you take stuff out on Saturday or Sunday morning when you were cleaning up? No. No, you didn't take any valuables I out? I probably should have, but I didn't. But I was mentally prepared to lose it all. And I said, I'm not going to go down without a fight. And my wife's mom was like, hey, I found the security company. You should give them a call. And I was the And they I- weren't, like, booked out? Right. No, I don't think nobody had thought about it at this point. I've had a few other dentists close to downtown now have reached out and gotten their information. But um, at first I thought she was crazy, but then I got to think, I was like, you know, if I'm not going to go down without a fight. I'm not going down there with a shotgun as much as I wanted to to protect it. So A shotgun's not going to do much. <laughs> It'll do something to, to one or two people. One or two people, yeah, yeah but it's probably not going to end up well for me. Um, you need this automatic or semi-automatic. Or, yeah, I don't have any of that you know, stuff Who's yet. that guy, Al Pacino, Al Pacino yeah. or something from Scarface? Yeah, so, but I wasn't going to do that. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to protect my business. And, you know, if, if I lose, I lose it. But at least I'll know I did everything I could. And so, yeah, they're down there. They'll be there through Sunday. They're expecting more this weekend. And you opened up on Monday? We opened up on Monday at 8 a.m. We did uh, decide to close early each day, so we're you know we're open late a couple of days a week. We're closing well, you can't at four. Because the curfew, but yeah. yeah, yeah, we're closed at four every day. So what time do you normally close up down there? Uh, Monday, Tuesday at five. Wednesday, Thursday at seven, and then Friday at do two. Do you actually have business down there in downtown? Oh, they love it at night because I guess people live down there now. Yeah, yeah, a lot they of they walk. may not after this. But. And then are they yeah. work all day and come after work? Yeah, okay. So those are most 
popular hours. All right, so I want people to hear this, okay? Yeah. Because perseverance. Yeah. Okay. That's been my word through this. Yeah, because you had a COVID positive team member. Mm-hmm. You found out on a Friday. Mm-hmm. You had an action plan. I feel like we're having like an Oprah moment here. Or yeah. film <laughs> no, no, but let's yeah. think about that, right? Yeah. So you found out Friday night at dinner. Yeah. Somehow you kind of made it through dinner. Yeah. You didn't really have a pre-planned, but you had contacts. Mm-hmm. You had relationships. And so I, you know, I want people, you know, I'm going to write a nice post one day or do something about what I've learned through COVID, mm-hmm. which is a lot of interesting things. But you didn't have a plan. You weren't, you didn't have a plan in place. Like, number one, we couldn't, you can't plan for closing your office for two months. No. Okay, nobody in their right mind thinks of that, okay? You don't plan, or we didn't, we should have, plan for potentially having a team member get positive and how we're going to handle that. But we didn't have a plan for that. But within an hour or two, you had, all right, I need to, I need to reach out to this person that I know, see what they can do for me. Let me get to my team members. Let's get this test done on Saturday. Yeah. Let's get the results Sunday, back open Monday. So COVID positive team member didn't cost you any days. Right. Didn't cost you any lives. Didn't, you know, all those things are super important. Few, few team members it costed me, but. But, but. Yeah. But my, my argument in all of that is, is, is they were going to leave at some point or another right. anyway. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Probably with personalities like ours, they, they're not cut out to handle it. Yeah. Okay. Because we're drivers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then that's fine. Yeah. It's a worse time. Yeah. It's sad. All of those things. But hundred percent agree. You're going to say some bullshit to yeah. them and then they would be like, oh, I don't like him anymore. Right. It's what's going to happen. I, I deal with it daily. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so we, we got open. We didn't miss a day. Uh-huh. Okay. No one prepares for a riot. Right. No. Okay. Maybe no one except downtown offices should, but even then, right? Um, yeah. So, and you didn't miss a day of work. And it was more like a symbol than anything yeah. to be open at 8 a.m. Monday. I remember going to bed Sunday night and looking at my wife and going, Am I crazy? Should I? Should I would say you're crazy. <laughs> and, she, and we both kind of looked at each other and we we're like, uh, I, I don't know. And patient showed up. It, but, but ultimately, it was like, well, what do we Why got to not? lose? Let's yeah. do it. And yes, every patient showed up. And, uh, you know, if nothing else. That was else, a great story to talk to them about. Right. They just wanted to see what was going on downtown. It gave them a reason to come downtown and check out all the boarded up buildings and, you know, kind of. And, and They're being nosy. So supportive and so thankful we were there and, and open. And, you know, for me, it was just a symbol of our perseverance, you know, than anything. Just, you know, I was determined to do it and we did it. So, so what would you say to somebody preparing for a riot? Retrospectively, what would you do differently? What would I have done differently? Mm-hmm. With or without COVID. I'd have had my <laughs> three security guards out there on Saturday night. Yeah. That's, I think that's all I would have done differently. I don't think I would have even boarded it up if they were there. Because there's still some glass exposed. They didn't touch it with my Yeah, I saw guards. the top part where your logo is. Yeah, and then the door, you yeah. know, the, the main building door is all glass. So I'd have just had those guys out there. What's going on with other businesses around there? Are they open? Oh, it's so sad. No. I, you know, I, I literally on, on Monday, I worked that office mm-hmm. um, and I walked the whole That was street. important, by the way. Did you, were you originally scheduled to work that office? I was luckily, but okay. yeah. But you should be there. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So I was there Monday. I walked in with a plan, but I, I walked the whole street and to just see that everything boarded up. I wanted to get some coffee. There's so many places to get yeah. coffee. No, I couldn't get coffee anywhere. Everything was shut down. No we, avocado toast either. No avocado <laughs> toast. Raleigh uh, morning <laughs> times was shut down. Um, uh, I think we were probably one of three businesses in downtown Raleigh proper open. Um, it was a ghost town, but somehow our patients showed up, you know. And now we're a week out. We're, we're almost, well, we're four days out from this. Mm-hmm. And so pe- patients have shown up all week, yeah. not an issue. Showing up, and you know, part of it, it could just be they would just want to get downtown and check it out. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think. Oh, let me go check out down. While I'm mm-hmm. down there, let me get a teeth cleaning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, just well, see, they had to see leave all the work destruction. And go get their teeth cleaned. They but get you know, it. Humans, we're, we're supportive people yeah. and they want to support our business. They know what we've been through um, and they've been great. You know. have, uh, have your patients at other offices asked? Yeah. Or do they, do they put you in? Because your other offices are called Wells Family Dentistry. That one's Downtown Dental. Mm-hmm. And so they I may, not, post. They may yeah. not put to, you know, they may not put it together. We shared the pictures on okay. our Facebook group, so a lot of them know. And if not, you know, I'll chat about yeah. how you how you been. Well, let me tell you how I've been. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened yeah. to me this weekend. So yeah. it's a good story. Is there anything above you? Is there apartments or anything above you? The downtown office. Yes. Yeah, it's a three story kind of office building. All office. All offices, mm-hmm. though, or is there people living there? 
Uh, nobody lives there. Okay. Just office stuff. Yeah. So are those people like thankful that you have the security guards? Yeah. Because you're does protecting your their business. Does the building too? or does yeah. it? I mean, that building would have been, f- all the glass you saw would have been yeah. gone had they not have been right. there Sunday night. And I mean, if they burn your building down, it's. Yeah. I'm probably going to ask for some. for some. Sure uh, you should. I, yeah. and, and but it, now's not the time to worry yeah, about right. that. I'm not worried. I'm, you yeah. Know, but, but yeah. So, there That's we awesome. Yeah. So we, you, you made it. It only can go well, up from hey, here. <laughs> we'll see what happens this weekend. My last two weekends have been pretty uh, interesting. So I'm waiting. You know, you get to a point, I'm sure you are, where you're just like every time you open up your email, you're like, what's the next crisis I'm going to have to deal with when I open my email? And then you just take them one at a time. But there's been some big ones that didn't come by way of email. Wow. I think it can only get better from here. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, no offense. <laughs> this isn't <laughs> real one. <laughs> no offense. We skip murder hornets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the murder hornets are coming. Yeah. He's I avoided can hand, those. I will yeah. handle mur- murder hornets. I will, yeah, at no least problem. I can see them. Brett, if somebody wants to get in touch with you to talk about this, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, I mean, the easiest email I have is probably brett at dentalhq.com, my okay. side hustle. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. That's the shortest one. The other okay. one is really long. So, okay. yeah. yeah. Brett at dentalhq.com. Yeah, two and T's. It, uh, two T's. Yeah. And, oh, Brett. B-R-E-T. I'm like, dental doesn't have to It's been a long day. I hear And then certainly you're on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, all those other ones. Oh, I don't do Instagram. No? I think... I think maybe my companies are. Okay, I got you. But you're you're on Facebook. Yeah. So somebody's on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Well... I don't really have much to add to I that. Know. I, mean, I mean, that's pretty There's really pretty not amazing. much more you could make up. I mean, you hopefully can't. everybody listening realizes how it could be worse. Right. Like, know? do you feel like you need a TV show? Like, you can't make this up. I do feel like I'm living <laughs> in a sci-fi movie right now. Yeah. Well, listen, the restaurants are totally... Like, look... I we, feel so bad. So, yeah. uh, you should feel bad for me. Our hotel business is... <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. We have eight. We have eight eight different properties, and Ouch. business was down ninety five percent, and it's down seventy percent right now. But um, so so we don't know when the the lodging industry, yeah. the travel industry, lodging industry is going to come back. Right. The poor restaurant owners. They I know fi- you said twice you went out to eat. I'm like I have yet to go out. Yeah, to I eat. went yesterday was my first day going out yeah. to eat. And we got there, and I'm like, all right, we're going to sit down and have an, you know, just a little thing. And the lady goes, I hate to tell you this, but you got to be gone by 6.30 <laughs> because of the curfew. And the restaurant owners, the, the, poor, the guys were like, we make our money at dinner. Yeah. Right? And right. now dinner has to be done by 6.30. Most people get so enough work. So they can work. get home. Right. So, so because of the curfew. Um, further story, you know, I learned about all this stuff being downtown. The, the rioters, I mean, this was organized i heard they were using ubers and lyfts to get, to get there <laughs> no to get around like hey they let weren't me, even walking no, i'm gonna put a stop in let me go throw some bricks at downtown dental i'm yeah. gonna get back in the uber uh, I understand the people doing the rioting and the anarchy are not the protesters no of i course mean not. this is a different group coming and doing this i mean they are built for destruction they were going in you know i know this because we, we work with all the business owners downtown they were going into the restaurants throwing the bricks going to the restaurants and opening the freezers just to let everything spoil and cause uh. further destruction. Like, I mean, the restaurants, like, they haven't been through enough to do that. Dude, the restaurant business is horrible to begin with. It's, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Trust me, I know. We, yeah. we owned a, we've owned three restaurants in the past. Yeah, Tasty yeah. Eights yeah. was mine down there. So, you know, it's, it's brutal margins. And then you finally get back on. And then, you know, just intentional destruction and mayhem. It's just, oh, it's brutal. It's horrible. Yeah. Brett, thank you. You're welcome. Meredith, anything from you? No, I think that was all we can. That's all we can make up today. Yeah. All right. So Brett will be back on uh, on another episode, and in that episode, we're going to talk about a co- very important things. Actually, um, one we're going to talk about a side hustle uh, because I believe every dentist who's entrepreneurially minded should create a side hustle so that you have something to fall back on and something to kind of keep you motivated and going. Because at some point, dentistry does get a little bit boring. Um, Keep uh, from burning out. Burning yeah. out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about Brett and his desire to build a mini DSO with four offices. What goes into that? The pluses and minuses for anybody interested in that. And then we're going to talk about Dental HQ and membership programs. Uh, something that I have personally kind of—I don't want to say poo-pooed because I've never poo-pooed them, but I've always said I don't see the need for them. And I'm going to ask Brett why, because he's little, Brett's literally four, two miles. 
down two, three miles down oh, the street. I'm further than that. No, your Leesville office is two, three miles down the road from me. Is it? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In Leesville, it's Creedmoor, Creedmoor than Leesville. Yeah. yeah. So we're right on Creedmoor and Strickland. So we're literally three, four miles down the road. Yeah. And so clearly it's working in his place. So I want to figure out uh, what I'm missing. So we'll talk about membership programs and uh, we'll see where that fits in and have a hopefully a good comment back and forth about that. So that's what you can expect. And then, of course, if you have questions, uh, you can reach me at my personal number, 510-698-2663. Or the easier way to reach me is 510-69-T-Bone. Uh, that's what that spells. Don't you think that's a great phone number, Brett? <laughs> <laughs> or you can go to asktbone.com and submit your question. Uh, I want to thank you for tuning in for another episode, and we'll see you in the future. Thanks so much for listening to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal. Remember to keep striving for excellence, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, podcast family. T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode.